It's time for Yes, I Can Living. Entrepreneurial women all have one thing in common. We want to consistently improve our lives to be the best it can be. I'm your host, Kathy Alessandra, and I'll be interviewing inspiring women who think outside the box, color outside the lines, and live beyond the limits of their fears. They're living all in and playing full out, creating their best life and embodying Yes, I Can Living. Hello and welcome to an episode of Yes, I Can Living. I am your Yes, I Can coach, Kathy <laughs> Alessandra, and I am super excited to have you joining us today. If you have not already subscribed to the latest edition of Yes, I Can Living magazine, be sure to hop on over to our website, yesicanliving.com forward slash subscribe and grab your copy. We have a new issue coming out. It is loaded with all kinds of great tips, tools, resources, and articles. And of course, we've got daily articles posting on the site as well. And we have our weekly podcast, which is why you are here. Today, we have a special guest, Nora Pleasant. Nora has been supporting women personally and professionally for over 40 years. I actually met Nora in a, another business group. We are um, in the same business coaching group and heard your story and heard what you're doing and then started following me at the gathering. And so, first of all, welcome, Nora. I'm super excited to have you here today. Thrilled. <laughs> I love got- being with other great women. Right, right. It always makes for so much fun. Um, you know, you've got quite a history, uh, you know, from lawyer to just, you know what, I would love if you would just go ahead and share your story with our listeners. Sure. It is quite a history. <laughs> I, I always forget how, how old I'm getting, that it's actually a history now as opposed to just a well, You know, story. it's funny when we first talked and you're like, well, I was a lawyer and it was for the sex crimes prosecutor. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. it's just so, you know, it was just a fascinating story and another reason to bring you on the show, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, like many, many women, we uh, sort of reinvent many times in our lives. And I I, I definitely am one who, who has done that. I went to college at University of Michigan, actually studied um, Russian, uh, Russian language at that time, went to law school and started working as a lawyer at the DA's office in Kings County in Brooklyn and prosecuted sex abuse and child abuse for a number of years. And that really was my, um, I felt was my calling. That's what I loved doing and taking care of uh, victims of sex crimes and uh, child abuse. From then, from there, I went and practiced law at a law firm uh, doing white collar criminal tax work for a number of years. And in 1992, I had my first son. And at that point, there were very few, if any, organizations where women lawyers, um, my, my group, could go and kind of figure out how to make the mothering, lawyering thing work. Um, so I started a group at that time called Lawyers Advocating Alternative Work Solutions, LAWS. And I, in the old fashioned way of sending out invitations by mail to the women I knew and people on various bar association groups and inviting them to come to this first meeting and 110 people out of the 200 people we invited showed up. Wow. And we knew, I didn't know anything about marketing odds and all that then, but I did know that we had hit upon something that um, women really wanted to talk about and to create 
sort of a collective, uh, a safe place for people to really talk about how hard it was to balance family and career. And so I created this network, I did a lot of um, panel events and brought women together, won a number of awards for doing that and just building a place for women um, to, to gather in essence and to network. You know, the, we, um, we talk a lot about the old boys network in those days. And so this group that I started, I morphed into what I call the new girls network, which was for professionals. At the beginning, it was more for the lawyers, but now we had branched out. But I found that my work as a lawyer, um, although I loved it, really I felt now called to continue down this path of helping women kind of figure out what they want to do. And so I uh, left my law firm. I started a company with um, two uh, men, and we place lawyers and paralegals on projects. Uh, throughout the United States. And it really was the way for me to get into helping women kind of more than just talk about what they want to do, but really creating op- job opportunities. Most women I w- was working with didn't want to leave the profession, but they did not want to work, you know, 16 hour days, um, 365 days a year. So I ran this contract legal staffing company with my partners uh, for almost 20 years. And it was fabulous and we we grew rapidly so I got an enormous amount of um, um, background and experience really running a business and we were quite successful we are quite successful but at one point um, I hit a, a point in my life where I think I started to burn out I had a very uh, bad divorce I moved across country alone uh, with my children. I have four children who I've raised alone. Um, I lost a brother and sort of a lot of um, all the stressors of life hit at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to do what I had always been taught to do. Keep going, you know, as women (laughs) do, but keep going. Um, Never, ever, ever give up. And all of the strengths that we have that are also on some level a um, hidden weakness because we can collapse. And so I came near that um, time and I discovered meditation. I moved to Los Angeles and my New York friends laugh to this day about when I tell them I meditate and now I have a business revolving around meditation, but from where I was, a completely neurotic, stressed out lawyer uh, with a lot of uh, control issues and, you know, (laughs) intensity and all of that, finally, at age 50, finding an actual tool that I could really rely on to create a sense of calm inside of myself And I became so thrilled that I finally had, uh, not the answer, but just a tool that I um, became certified as a meditation coach. And now I'm certified with a number of places. Uh, So I've really delved into this. And I am now really clear that my calling, I've had a few callings, is really to support women in breathing to avoid burnout, to really getting clear that it does this notion of self-care, which I used to laugh as a luxury kind of narcissistic, you know, comment that people would make. (laughs) 
I finally got it. It's, it's not about that. It's really about, you know, filling up our own tank so that we can continue to give to the people, to the, you know, uh, the companies, to the organizations, the communities that we give so much to without having really any focus on nurturing ourselves. So I work now with women um, individually in companies and in groups to bring um, calm, clarity, and connection. And before COVID, I was running these day-long retreats um, in my home for women to have a full day experience mm-hmm. of doing yoga, having beautiful lunches, creating, you know, having yoga classes, but getting together with the purpose of taking care of each other, starting with a meditation and spending the day really creating um, that safe, wonderful environment of women there supporting women. So now we're doing all of that online and I'm doing a lot more work in companies because what's happened is we have all gone through so much stress this, this year that companies are finally, and law firms, looking at what do we need to do to take care of some of our employees um, to avoid this kind of burnout and to really help people focus and create and, you know, have a sense of uh, that it's it's going to be all right. We're going to get through that. Hey, that was right. a long answer. I'm sorry that I went on. <laughs> no, no, it's great. Much better. All those this. years. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's awesome because, I mean, just to see where you've been, you know, where you've come from and what you've gone through. Um, you know, and coming out to the side. And, and I love the fact, you know, I don't know what it is about 50. There is something about age 50. I talked to more women who it's taken to about that age to have the realization of the revelation or the full coming around moment, right? Um, it's you know. fascinating. You're exactly right. And um, lately, I find that I'm coaching a lot of women in their 30s who mm-hmm. have just either just gotten married or just up there in their career, just had a baby, some of them are already going through a divorce, but I find it such an incredibly, um, I, I'm just loving working with women at that age because yeah. they can still avoid yes. you know, those 16 or whatever years of angst um, by getting in touch with some of these uh, ways to, to, to really rethink how we operate. We really should teach it in college or school. (laughs) You know, I mean, it should start younger, but, um, and I love your, your thing about the the fact, you know, self-care and, you know, how narcissistic and how, you know, right. Selfish. And, you know, and I, have said to people self, the furthest thing, uh, of selfishness. I mean, self-care is absolutely essential. It really, really is. And, um, you know, taking that quiet time, whether it's meditation, whatever it is for you, finding that, that tool. I love that you have that you it's found this tool. tool and that you've created this space for women. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and supporting women fully. So during all this, I mean, it's, I know you've had a, a bunch of challenges through all of it, right? In the businesses and a divorce and moving a single mom and four kids. Tell me a little bit about what you would say some of your biggest challenges were, you know, from then to now um, and how you overcame them. Well, definitely the time in my life that was itself the biggest challenge was when um, all of these things happened literally without within a three-year period. Mm-hmm. I lost my brother, my marriage ended, I moved across the country, and actually my parents were the victim of uh, Bernie Madoff. So we were really in a completely um, 
I was in a place that I knew no one um, here. And I actually moved here to be with um, someone who turned out to be uh, not who he said he was. So that was the end. The end part of that story was I was so excited about starting a new life and having a new partner and really um, putting the past behind me and being in this new place. And that didn't work out. And I really was forced to evaluate um, what it takes to be completely alone in the hardest moment, um, without friends, without family, try to build, a, a, you know, a business in, you know, really a, just a place I knew nothing about, had no contacts here, hadn't gone to law school here, so I didn't have that credibility. Um, what I learned from that um, time is that really... Um, the strength that we talk about having as women, you know, no matter what, there is this reservoir of strength. Um, it kind of operates on its own in those moments. Like, I'm not even thinking, like, I'm going to garner my strength and keep going. We just set ourselves up to having to keep going because of the world that we created in terms of the house and getting dinner on the table and paying our taxes and, and when there's nobody's you know but what i really learned more than anything was um that it was time to learn to be open to help i never really um thought about you know asking anyone for anything uh i just never it never dawned on me i knew i was very strong i knew i could get through it but emotionally in that time i was so lonely and i did um learn to reach out a little and then ultimately i really from meditation learned for the first time i think the biggest lesson through all of this is learning how to become friends with yourself mm. that's yeah. that's a big lesson that's a really huge, big one. huge. Yeah. I mean, truly, that's you know, if I think now of what I want people to learn, like that's it. Like, how do we really become friends with ourselves so that we can see when we're on the verge of burnout, when we need to reach out and ask for all of those come within being a good friend to yourself, just the way you would with another woman. I think even, yeah, even pulling back, you know, giving yourself that grace to not keep pushing, right? Uh, and going and going and going. Yeah, um, I'm still learning how to say no. I know yeah. that that's a big thing. That's a really, really, really challenging thing. There's a great book that was uh, written by uh, two sisters, Emily and Amelia Nagoski, and they talk about um, unlocking the stress cycle. It's called burnout, actually. But mm -hmm. They quote um, another woman, a feminist, uh, Catherine Mann, who talks about the human giver syndrome and, you know, what it means to be a human giver and what happens to us as human givers. But that just that just that line stayed with me, that that term, because we really as women are just human givers. And how do we find ways to, as you said, pull back a little get what we need. It's all a challenge. Yeah, it is. Indeed. <laughs> I used to be a self-professed, no-challenged woman. 
Mm. Uh, you know, I would say yes to everybody and everything until I hit a wall, right? Yes. And, and it, I think just what you're saying here, learning to recognize that and being able to be by yourself, with yourself, um, and be able to notice, become sensitive to the signs that your body, your mind, whatever it is, you know, your heart, um, that you just need to give yourself the grace and have some of that. Well, you know, from a physiological perspective, you know, we were, we are, our, our, our systems are designed to, you know, when there's a threat, like a lion and all a real threat to, right. you know, fight, flight or flee. Um, that, that was it. But women, we have such ongoing stress sores and thus stress that, you know, our body is not designed to manage that. That's not how we're set up. So we really do need to find real ways, not just a hot bath. I mean, we really need to find (laughs) ways to manage that, to learn how to breathe through, um, you know, to complete this stress cycle, to go outside, to connect with people. I mean, really, um, all of that makes a difference. Um, But it's ultimately about really taking a look at calming the nervous system because we are so fast paced moving all the time and that ability to pause is something that you know most of us think no we want to keep going we're so designed for it you know as women and so that's been a huge challenge for me is slowing down when I first heard that term like you need to slow down I thought not me I want to prove what I can do. Right. I can completely relate. Yeah. (laughs) Totally relate. Yeah, scarily relate. Um, So you talked about, um, you know, the the, um, slowing down, and you mentioned the word the pause, right? Yes. So this last year, in 2020, many of us, you know, the pandemic paused, right? Things did slow down. We were forced to slow down. And I know you had to make some shifts in your business. Um, you were talking about how you were doing live retreats and all of that, and you've taken it online. So tell me a little bit about your challenges and how you pivoted and how now that you're seeing that um, come to fruition and, and work out for yeah. um, for you in the gallery. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the pandemic pause is a bit of a misnomer. Um, I think at the beginning it felt like you know, we wanted to name it, we wanted to get the benefit of it and sort of say, oh, wow, now we can be at home. I think um, maybe that's been true. Um, in Obviously, in a lot of ways, we're not driving around, we're not traveling around, there is that. But unfortunately, I think for many people, the anxiety, the um lack of certainty about jobs, about kids, about our parents, about, um, you know, the future. The benefits that I'm talking about pausing, which is sort of going within and feeling at peace, um, that has not been my experience working with women. I think, if anything, women are revved up and panicked um, about how to stay sane when they're now working from home and raising their kids and running their business and cooking and cleaning and just the overwhelm. I mean, overwhelm is the word that I hear from my clients over and over. That is this feeling. So I did move. I 
don't do the live retreats um, anymore right now. Uh, I am thinking about doing something online, but what I've done much more of is working with individuals to really get through this time and then working in groups. And what I have found um, that I am pleasantly surprised by, I did not think that I would be able to feel as deeply connected to my clients and my my classes that I teach over Zoom. I just was kind of, no, it's not the same, and I want to hug people, all of which is true as well. Mm-hmm. But in a way, meditation and coaching, you know, it's a very intimate relationship being on Zoom, you know, eye to eye, and really, you know, I I've I think that we've it's enabled us to not have to rush to get somewhere to actually be present for you know a class a moment where there's just the opportunity to settle in and have a meaningful really meaningful session with someone and that's been my experience and so that I've loved I do miss I'm a big cook so I do a lot of the cooking at my events I miss all of that the beauty and the the joy of you know creating an environment for women to really soak in some special you know treats and all of that and I am looking forward to getting back to that but I have um, it has been relatively seamless for me in terms of moving to online classes and meditation sessions mm-hmm. awesome that's great awesome because you just you know I mean some people really struggled with that I mean I, myself included right not struggled it made it easy because I was already you know doing so much on zoom and all of that and yeah so- yeah. You know, how do we do we shift and, and continue moving? So if there was one thing that you um, wish you'd known when you started your business and moving forward um, that you know now, like, what would you tell your younger self? What would, what would that be? Um, I would tell my younger self that it's really okay to not strive at every moment. Mm -hmm. That there's, um, you know, the the wonderful um, children's book, Ferdinand the Bull. Uh You know, Ferdinand was this bull who, um, instead of being running around fighting the other bulls, he would find this quiet place uh, and sit and smell the flowers. Well, it turns out that in bullfighting, there's actually a um, a term of art called uh, called your cadencia, which is the place where a bull goes in the bull ring to get quiet, to garner strength, and um, calm down before they can go out and be ferocious. And so that place of refuge and that metaphor. I just feel is such a great one because when we can remember that that slowing down, that pausing doesn't lead to lackadaisical behavior and not effectiveness, but it actually does move us towards a more focused, effective, and powerful uh, presence in the world that I think is very, very helpful for, for all of us to understand. Because for me, it was always striving for the sake of striving. And if I slowed down, I wouldn't be, you know, I'd get behind. 
And so that's a huge, huge lesson that I've learned. What a great lesson. I, I, I remember the story, the book and I remember him, yeah. but I did not know the story that, uh, that a bull, you know, lays down to, to garner yeah. his strength and his energy to people who yeah. go up. I love yeah. that. Awesome. Yeah. So if you were going to suggest to somebody one thing to do um, to maybe help with, uh, you know, breathing deeply, I'm sure is one, but what would, what would you suggest or recommend for somebody who's really feeling the anxiety and the stress and just can't, uh, yeah. Well, one little, little actual exercise that I'll give everyone because it is so simple and it is so easy is breathing, (laughs) which I never really knew how to breathe either. But if we breathe in, it's called 16 seconds to calm. And if you breathe in for a count of four, hold at the top for a count of four, breathe out through the nose for a count of four and then hold at the bottom for a count of four. If you do that little tiny exercise three or four times in a row, your nervous system will calm down like that. And it's a great immediate thing to do. You know, any kind of um, meditation, stillness, being out in nature, um, you know, hugging. You know, they, they have all sorts of studies about, you know, the benefit of a hug. But really... Um, just going inside and trusting yourself um, is is the key. And I love, you know, having women come together and really learn this together that we have all the answers. Yeah. We right. really do. Yeah, very true. I love that. 16 seconds to calm. Yes. Remember that. And uh, and everybody listening, I hope you take, when as soon as we finish this, that you take those 16 take seconds. Take a moment. Or maybe while we're finishing, you can take it. Take it. Um, <laughs> So if somebody wants to connect with you, reach out to you, where is the best place for them to do that? Um, my website is www.norapleasant.com. And I'm on Instagram at the Nora Pleasant, N-O-R-A-P-L-E-S-E-N-T. And um, I've got a room on Clubhouse. I'm going to be offering uh, meditations. I do a free Friday morning flow on my Instagram to get people going for the morning. And as I said, I love meeting women, just, you know, the kinds of women that I think are your audience too. So I would love to connect with people, help them in any way, particularly if they own companies and they really want to find ways to to, um, offer their employees a way to kind of, Keep it together in these tough times. Right, right. Collective. I love that. Awesome. So let me ask you a final closing question that I ask all of my guests. And that is, what makes you a yes, I can woman? What makes me that? Um, I just think that the, um, my dad used to always say patience and fortitude, you know, that, that, Mm -hmm fortitude that you know I was raised with um, really was my mantra my whole life that we can do it we just have to get up learn from our mistakes keep going allow ourselves to have the mistakes Um, and you know as I said it used to always be that striving the yes I can yes I can yes I can and now I would say I'm more of a yes I can you know there's more of a soft uh, part of that which has been my transformation. 
I love that. I love that. The softer side of yes, I can. Yes. I love it. Nora, <laughs> thank you so much for being with us today. You're this so is welcome. Awesome. Thank you for the tips and the ideas too, to help all of us in this time of stress and anxiety and ambiguity, right? Come together as one, take one collective deep breath and yes. understand we will get through this um, and, uh, and reach the other side. So thank you, Nora. Appreciate your time. Love that. Okay. Take care. Great you meeting too. everyone. <laughs> Absolutely. Bye, Kathy. Bye-bye. And everybody else have a great day. And we will see you on the next episode of Yes, I Can Living. Thanks so much. Can't wait. Bye. -bye. Bye.